Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are reviewing the season finale of season two of The Mandalorian. Cue the Mandalorian music now. Uh, some of my favorite, one of my favorite themes, I think, in recent memory. Dude, it's like, and it's, to me, it feels so iconically Star Wars, but also completely different from everything else that Star Wars has to offer from a oh, musical totally. standpoint. It just fits so perfectly. It's it's amazing. Totally. Um, we will definitely spoil this episode, and... So if you have not watched the final episode, do not listen to that part of this podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about well, we'll talk uh, you know about all the other things like what we've been up to that sort of thing before we get to there. But I feel like we'll just dive pretty pretty closely. Like once we get into the review, we'll just yeah. have like the spoiler countdown almost immediately. But there yes. will be a spoiler countdown to give you time to to turn off you know turn off the the thing to pull over your bus to turn off the podcast, whatever you're doing you know. Totally. Um, something I did want to throw out there about the uh, the theme. Something I love about the theme, since you mentioned it, I love all of the covers of the theme, like the like the synthwave one, you know that. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, totally. Like the like, there's like you know a bunch of different ones. Where it's, oh, this is the cinematic one. This is the metal one. You know, it's it's just it lends itself so well to a lot of different styles, and so like even uh, to like classical guitar, like and, and so everybody doing their sweet versions of those. I am your audience. Like I am the one <laughs> out here, like being like, oh, you're doing the Mandalorian theme cover. I'm so listening to this. Yeah. So totally. anyway, I just want just want to throw that out there. I love love that. Keep up with that, yes. everyone. So John, uh, we haven't been here in a few weeks, but what have you been up to lately, <sighs> dude? So um, you know, I, I feel like people are gonna like you know be upset that I'm gonna say a, a few of the same things that I've been doing, um, where like I I finally rolled credits on Hades. Um, where it's like nice. I, I beat beat that game. There is an epilogue. <laughs> through now but like i i have rolled credits on on hades and it was a, a fantastic experience um and uh it's it's such a uh, such a great game that i'm still getting good good like content out of where i'm like every run i'm like oh man i'm gonna try this different thing or that different thing and it's it's still fun um something else that i i've been doing that i i kind of like got back to i guess a month ago or so was playing apex legends and they have an event now where they've basically taken something that the fans have been doing for like years and they've like made it an official event where it's, it's boxing um, where like, so the fun thing that in the, Apex the, legends in Apex legends. Yeah. So within each match, it's like a fight within a fight. It's, you know, Christopher Nolan would love it. Um, <laughs> if oh, he wow. played battle Royales. Um, so what it is, what it used to be the way it started was at the end of a match, there would be two teams that are left, right? Yeah. And it's it's such a weird experience, like where everybody just kind of like decides as the circle gets smaller and smaller to to throw off all of their loot, and and literally like drop all of their weapons, drop all of their armor, drop everything, and then you just go and fist fight each other. Wow! And, and I've I've partaken in a, a decent number of these over the years, where like you just get to the end and it's like somebody starts dropping all their gear, and then the then your team is like, all right, well let's just do that, and they drop all the gear. And if anybody like ruins it, you know, by, by like eliminating someone, it's just like that's a, such a bummer. But 
Um, that's also happened, <laughs> but like whenever everybody does, and then you just fist fight it out to whoever ends up winning. Um, so this, what this event is, there's a boxing ring literally inside of the match, like where there's like the stadium seating and stuff. And there's loot all around it. But as soon as you go into the boxing ring, no one can shoot you and your weapons are all disabled and there's loot in there. So if you, if you win and you pick up all the loot in there, like there's really epic and legendary loot in there. Um, and so, but you get in there and all you can do is melee. And so if you land there, it's just like a big boxing match from the beginning. And you're just trying to like take out all the different teams that landed there and, and jumping out of the, the thing to try to heal up and to dodge bullets while you're running around outside of there and then jumping back in the ring to anyway, it's, it's a mess and it's amazing and it's hilarious and I love it. So just wanted to throw that out wow. there that, uh, apex legends doing some good stuff. Yeah. That's super cool. That's awesome. What have you been up to, Chris? Dude, uh, not much. I mean, we uh, I did a lot of traveling over uh, Christmas break, and so like I really haven't done a lot. Um, other than I watched uh, something I watched on uh, HBO Max, the flight attendant. It's uh, it's Kaylee Coco from uh, um, Big Bang Theory, and it was based on a novel. Um, and it was really good. There's going to be, it's got renewed for a second season. Um, it's kind of like this murder mystery kind of twisty thing. Um, wait, wait, wait. So it's a, it's a television show. Oh yeah. This is a series. Eight okay. Episodes. I thought it was a movie whenever you no, first no, no, taught no. it. Said, I was like, what it what? Yeah. Eight episodes on HBO max. And, um, it's really good. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of unique in the way that it, um, kind of, it's like a murder mystery thriller esque kind of maybe kind of like has some spy-esque things in it. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's really good. Interesting. Okay, I'm yeah. going to have to check it out because I really liked, I don't know if you ever saw the first season of Riverdale. Um, no, I didn't. That was also That's on Netflix, like a, right? Or is that on it, a CW? That was on, the, that was on the CW, but it was probably on Netflix. Um, okay. Unless it's on Hulu. I don't know mm. where any CW stuff ends up these days. But the, okay. f- the first season, after the first season, it got like they lost the showrunner and like it got really weird. But the whole first season, like it was like this murder mystery, like spooky and that sort of thing. It, it had a... Um, a lot of cinematic quality to it where like certain colors were, like represented certain like things that were, you know, foreshadowing for later and that sort of, anyway. But so I'm very into this, the kind of serialized murder mystery style television nice. rather than like, rather than just a movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was really good. So you'll, you'll probably like this then. I dig it, man. Um, HBO Max. So I'm, I need to get on HBO Max to watch uh, Wonder Woman. So this yes. will be the next thing. Like, I, you know, yes. it's, it's it's Wonder Woman this and then Sesame Street. Those are the things that I'm like <laughs> yes. excited about for the HBO Max. Like of all the totally. places to get get Sesame Street, HBO just seems like the weirdest possible one. But, you it, know, hey. it does. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, that does seem odd. But, hey, it's there. So it's their child program. Might as well take advantage of it. Sure. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, really, that's, that's oh, uh, well, what, so other than that, um, what I'm going to talk about is going to be my pick of the week, John. Woo! So should we do pick of the week? Pick of the week! So hit me, Chris. What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. Okay, so I think I talked about this early on. Okay, like back whenever I got this book and started reading yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. in fact might have, I don't I don't know. You know, avid listeners can go back and check. It might have been a pick of the week then. But I think it was. 
here's the thing, I'm, John. I'm good with uh, with you, you know, laying it down for me, whatever, whatever you've got now. Well, and this is why. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was like, hey, uh, have you listened to Matthew McConaughey's new book? I'm like, no, I'm reading Matthew McConaughey's new book. And uh, while the book is really cool and has all these, um, like, uh, uh, photos and pictures on everything I talked about, the audiobook, he reads the audiobook and um, himself. And I've now listened to and finished the whole – so I stopped reading the book, went mm-hmm. back, restarted it on audiobook, and listened to it all the way through. I did. And um, it's really, really good, John. He, like, he reads it himself, and it honestly like, it does not feel like he's reading. It just feels like he's talking. But he does like, – whenever he tells his stories about people in his past, like when he went to Australia and stuff like that, he does the voices of the people. So like, he talks in an Australian accent or like he, whenever he's talking like <laughs> different specific people in Hollywood, he, uses, he does their voice. Or if he does like uh, you know, somebody – like his mom and dad, he has different voices for them. And yeah. – uh, some so, something that I love, Chris. So yeah. you're just hitting you're hitting on something that I I enjoy. I enjoy like whenever like uh, different actors impersonate other actors. Like whenever like you know whenever they're on like a nighttime uh, like late night show. You know yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. you know late night with Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Um, was it, it, it was like for example Mark Hamill doing a Harrison Ford and it sounding exactly like Harrison Ford and you're like this <laughs> yes. is amazing like that's something i enjoy so uh so you're you know you're hitting on some things that uh that, that i like well and it's just it's just a great experience like he you know he uh really dramatizes his story and the book and so um you know even like whenever he talks about wolf of wall street at the in in the book and how like he does the whole mm-hmm thing like he sings it you know he'll like sing different songs i don't know it's just a it's a very good reading of of his book and honestly like i'm glad i like saw like and and read the 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 hardback version of the book but i'm even more like i i I recommend the audio version of the book and it's just like so you know i don't know if it's just because it's like a different um point in the year and i mean there were a lot of things going on back whenever like i got that book um, and I was kind of like distracted from like, I wasn't, I don't know. I just guess I just didn't like concentrate it as on it as hard as I was now. But like, uh, I mean, it's just a good message for coming out of 2020 and into 2021, our new year. And he has a lot, he talks a lot about, you know, uh, figure, f- he, he spent a lot of time figuring out like, who am I and what do I want to do? What do I love to do? You know, he talks like the biggest part that I hadn't hit last time whenever I, uh, I talked to it was, you know, he talks about whenever he stopped doing, did I tell you about this? Maybe I did talk about this whenever he start, stopped doing romantic comedies. And, um, he was just like, I like, yeah, they're, they're, they're making money. They're, you know, bringing people to the box office, but it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. It's just like not, not fulfilling. And so he just like stopped. He just started turning them down and, uh, he, uh, went 20 months without, work because he kept turning down like he said there was one script that came in and it was a romantic comedy script and they offered him 4.5 million dollars and he turned it down and then they came back at eight million dollars and he turned it down then they came back at 10 million dollars and he turned it down they finally came back at 14.5 million dollars and he's like and i took it a i took a bet another look at the script you know i read it again and this (laughs) this, the script was better you know this time he's like the script hadn't changed but the you know the money just kind of like that was a better script you know more more better written better characters (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but in the end he's like well i turned it down and uh you know finally um the script for lincoln lawyer came through Mm -hmm. and um 
And then scripts for, uh, I can't remember what, like there were like three more scripts came through that were like some, oh, it was, one of them was a uh, true detective and like some of his more like serious role, like the yeah, roles that yeah. he's like, these give me life. This is what I love doing. Um, Whenever his, he was like kind of in that, in that kind of transitional period between being typecast in the romantic comedies and the other thing, like I do remember there being kind of like a, uh, a quiet period. And then, yeah, he was then just gone. all of a sudden he was just in a lot of things that were like, not, you know, like magic Mike and stuff like that as well, you know? Right. So. Oh yeah. Well, and, and that's where, you know, like he, he got the role in, or he, uh, they made, um, uh, uh, Dallas Buyers Club and he got, you know, he won the best act- actor, uh, um, Oscar. And it's like, you know, that's, it's just, it's just a, it was a good, you know, just like, it makes you reset, like, you know, and any good biography, I think like you look at biographies and you, you look at, you know, like, okay, what are the things either I want to emulate or I never want to do, you know, like you, and from anyone from like, you know, Steve Jobs to Barack Obama to, you know, like anybody's this biography, Matthew McConaughey, any biography, you, you read it and you like, figure out what are the things I'm going to adopt into my own life and which ones, you know, do I say like, well, that was dumb. I'm going to learn from their mistakes, not mine. Um, And it it just kind of like makes you think like, okay, or, you know, what in my life, you know, do I need to say no to in order to say, eventually maybe say yes to the things that uh, you want to say yes to, you know, you can, you can say yes to subpar things just to have, just be busy or just to, you know, do whatever. Um, But then like, what do you actually want to do? What makes you what makes you fulfilled and that type of thing. So I feel like going into a new year, whenever you're, you know, most people think about uh, goals and, you know, uh, new year's resolutions, all that kind of stuff. It's just, it was a good, like, it was a good book to read in this time whenever you're just kind of like in that mindset anyway. Yeah, I dig it, dude. I dig it. Uh, and, And also like audiobooks just in general, I do like them whenever they are read by the person that like, especially autobiographies or whatever, like the ones that are read by the person, you know, rather than just just some random person. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like even people who are terrible readers, you know, like some authors are just awful, dude. And sure, sure. uh, I mean, but still, I feel like they, those are still better than someone who might be a better reader reading it because you know that, okay, the emphasis they put on this thing, that's what they meant when they wrote they intended right yes and so that's that's what i like about listening to the actual author reading it there's just a more of a genuine nature to it yeah super good point i mean like and that's the thing is like yeah it it may not be like the best like they're they're they most of the time like authors write things for a reason like you know they they write it because that's their intended way that to be communicated but then the next best thing to me is to hear them present that however they would like, you know? Totally, totally. <laughs> so, like I, I read a, or I listened to a book called, uh, it was a part of Reese Witherspoon's uh, book club. It was called The Library Book. Um, and it was, uh, or Library, The Library. It was about the uh, the Los Angeles um, County Library back whenever it burned in the, I think I may have talked about this in the podcast. But like, I mean, the great book, um, great story. And, but the author who read, uh, you know, who read her own, her own work, Again, she just she's not a performer, so it's it feels very dry and very matter of fact. But there is like in the in the parts where she's like talking about whenever she interviewed different people, like that's to me where the value lies in listening to her read it because she's able mm-hmm. to like convey how she felt and like emphasize the things that she thought were important whenever she was interviewing these people. So right, right, right. I love it, dude. Well, my pick this week is Dear Justice League, a graphic novel. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, it's a uh, it, it's a great like. I feel like we talked about it maybe like a few years ago after a free comic book day because I remembered reading like this has been on my wish list or whatever for a long time and uh, somebody bought it for me or whatever and I was like oh this is sweet it's awesome you know and it's this awesome little like uh, graphic novel where kids have like written in um, questions for the Justice League each member like these different members of the Justice League and that deal with like their own life of like you know where he he messages super superman it's like man if you ever had like a really bad day where you messed up really really bad and like it goes through this you know superman's like really bad day <laughs> and he like you know whatever his response is to the kid and it's 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 basically a really wholesome heartfelt look at superheroes and kind of like the uh the everyday real kind of things that they deal with that that translate over to like what uh you know the the average citizen would deal with in a uh, in dc dc universe so uh anyway super awesome book uh and uh it's, it's kind of a quick quick kind of a read that sort of thing but uh but it is it is very very nice to 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 read something that's very positive and wholesome at the end of the day that sort of thing that's awesome so, so your pick uh, of the week yeah. was was the audiobook of matthew mcconaughey's book green lights and my pick of the week was a graphic novel uh dear justice league i need to find out who dear justice league is by hang on let me let me just confirm author and artist and everything dear justice league it is by uh michael northrup and gustav duarte as the illustrator so michael northrup as the author and gustav duarte as the illustrator nice awesome chris it has come to the time whenever we're going to be talking about the mandalorian yeah. The uh, final episode. Final episode of season two. And I'm going to spoil this thing real quick, John. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're going to spoil it in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Luke Skywalker shows up at the end of this episode. <gasps> yeah, that was mind-blowing a little bit. It's also... A little like, bit? Like... Uh, I think a lot. Because, like, I feel like I'd had joke discussions, like, with people where, like, oh, what if Luke Skywalker just shows up? And then Luke Skywalker just showed up, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, well, here's the, here's the thing about that. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted Luke Skywalker. We, I, mean, we even, I think we talked on the podcast, or maybe uh, Cody and I did. I can't remember. Like, okay, it's like, okay, it could be, like, Mace Windu, or it could be, you know, uh, Ahsoka shows back up, maybe, or maybe Ezra. Right. Or, uh, but then we were like, well, well, I really want it to be is Luke Skywalker. Was that mm -hmm. us or was that? I don't know if that was on this I very podcast. That was but... on this podcast. So I think it was must have, must have been Cody then, the episode we did together. Yes. Um, dude, this is what I wanted it to be. And I was, I freaking like, from the minute that that, uh, that X-Wing flew into the ship yeah. hangar, I was like, <gasps> I know what's happening right now. And, uh, or I think I know what's happening. And dude, just going to be completely honest, literally cried through that ending both times I watched it from about that point on till the end. What's funny is like I teared up for sure like at some moments, but the first time I, I had to watch it twice, Chris, because the first time it happened, I, I was so fascinated by how in the world they were going to do it that like I was just like, okay, well, is it going to be like computer generated? Like, is it going to be easy going to have the hood the whole time? Like what? And so like the whole first time I was just like on the edge of my seat being like, how is this possible? What are they do? You know? And then the second time I watched it, I got emotional about it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, be, but, but just for that whole first like thing, I just didn't in my wildest like th dreams think that they would 
pull it off this way? Oh, 100%. No, I thought they'd hire like another actor to do it. Sure. Like, and it would just like look look like a different actor. Yeah, yeah. Like where it's like, oh, this is just the new Luke Skywalker or something. Which because right. Mark Hamill has said that he would totally be okay with somebody else, you know, being Luke. At, you know, if they wanted to do it that way, like he's like, oh, you know, I'd be, I, you know, I understand the character is bigger than just me. I, you know, I would be fine with that. You know, and I, I don't know if that's because he kind of like knew what they were wanting to do, or if that's because like you know he's just totally just wants that character to to continue on. Um, I don't know, man. But but at the same time, like they they really did a great job with it. Well, like, and I don't know. I mean, I can't. I mean, I haven't watched the. Did you watch the season two like behind the scenes thing yet? No, and I don't know. You know, I haven't. I, uh, do they deal with this specific I don't, moment? I actually don't know uh, because like Mark they Hamill had to. Mark Hamill had some kind of involvement in yeah. it. I guess I should have watched that before we well, talked about this episode. It, was it his voice though? I, th- I feel like it must have been like something close to his voice or like, you know, something like that, you know? Uh, I mean, maybe I, I mean, I kind of feel like if it was his voice, then he should have said more, you know? Like, maybe. I, yeah. Maybe. Cause I also feel like, you know, potentially uh, his voice nowadays is different than his voice was back whenever like he would be this age, um, as well. So I, I don't know, man, that's it. That's it. I'll, uh, we'll have to watch those and report back. But I do think like, you know, if you're right, if it was his voice, I would like him to have maybe had more lines, but it, it wasn't a situation where, um, I felt like he was super constrained with, what he could say or what he had to say there. Um, like they, they kind of had a little bit of a conversation and, uh, I thought that was awesome. Like, I thought it was great that, that literally like Din Djarin, who doesn't say much anyway, has a conversation with Luke Skywalker, who at that point in time doesn't really say much, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, like, yeah, uh, either way, like, this is the thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about that even, you know, no. really at all. Like, I was just happy that, like, okay, this is literally what we've been waiting for since The Return of the Jedi, is to see Luke, like, post-Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker, and yeah. what he was what he was freaking up to. And I know we yeah. didn't get a whole lot of insight into that, but just seeing him makes me, like, it just connects it to the, to the larger Star Wars universe in a way mm-hmm. that I didn't expect them to, even though, like, Leia showed up in Clone Wars, as did Darth Vader, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, not Clone Wars, uh, Rebels. And you know you had tie-ins in the 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 other TV shows that we've had, sure. even though they've been animated. But that's the yeah. thing; it's possible because it's animated. Right. Just the fact that they were able to pull it off in a live-action show is just freaking awesome. Yeah, and I think like also like none of those things, like. Luke Skywalker is was like what people have always like in like been saying, oh what would he do after that you know return of the Jedi? would he get better at, you know a lightsaber and like that's sort of, and like this clearly like shows him as like full on Jedi you know Luke Skywalker um, Jedi Master I should say Luke Skywalker um, because he's like just tears through those droids in like nothing and it's just fascinating to me that we have him now within this universe and we're like, okay, now he's got Grogu and like where it's just like, it wrapped up this story in like with fan service, which like initially, like, you know, you could be upset about. We're like, Oh, this is a wholly unique story off to its side. Like, you know, you're telling this thing and then at the end of it for you wrap it up with like a massive amount of fan service, but it makes so much sense that it's just like this, this is what, 
I feel like we've been leading to without knowing that we're leading to it. Like, like you said, you wanted it to be Luke, you know, from the beginning of the season. And it just, the fact that that was the answer to the question that we had is like, it just makes so much sense. And then at the same time, we, none of us thought it was possible. (laughs) Right. And yet it was, that was, and that's really the thing is like, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think they would actually be able to pull it off in a way that would make sense. And that would work for the show, and they did. Yeah, you'd think, oh, maybe like uh, you know, one of his other like trainees will show up and be like, oh, "I'm taking you back to a Jedi named Skywalker" or something like you know, something that's less less like than this. And like, I fact the fact that they pulled it off, the fact that they decided to do it this way, and uh, and he kept it quiet, like it it didn't didn't leak at all. Um, no, you know, I, which I was surprised about. I mean, that's, you know, which, which this is crazy and. Mar- and Mark Hamill like made a made a comment about that. He was like, you know, like the the best thing about like about that appearance was that it didn't leak. Yeah, and like and that's the thing. Like I guess like Grogu, like Baby Yoda didn't leak in the first season. Like they kept that quiet. And like now that this, and I'm just like, man, are we gonna have like one big moment like this like every single season? Like where it's like you kept the kept the genie in the bottle, and all of a sudden it's just like out. Um, so it, it does make me curious um, what what like wh- were the actors who were there like were they all in the room with him there or like was he like is the way that it's cut together doesn't necessarily like have to even have very many of them know that it's luke skywalker <laughs> like totally it might have just true. been like pedro pascal who knew you know because it's like the other person who's interacting in that scene is a puppet so <laughs> right i mean i think they knew like i mean unless well i guess that's true he like no one really needs to know it would be kind of weird though I mean, it's it's similar to you know in in you know stu- true Star Wars fashion, it would be similar to the whole like Luke, I am your father moment that only you know only one person knew, and that was you know Mark Hamill. So right. I don't know. It's it, it's just a it's just an interesting question, and I'm I'm interested to see whenever they talk about it in that behind the scenes stuff, like how do they keep these things a secret? Right, right. So Chris, something yeah. I have a question about. I love yeah. the Luke Skywalker thing, but over time. I have had a lingering question. Okay, shoot. Why didn't Luke it. say anything about the Imperial person? Like, and he's the fact that he like just broke onto this Imperial ship. There's an Imperial dude that's laying on the ground there. Like, feel like Luke should have like probably like taken care of some other business. Maybe he was just like, oh, you guys got this handled. I don't know. Like, it just seemed like this was a very quick thing. Like, let me go in, take this child, you know, but no questions about like, why were you guys trapped in here? What are you guys even doing? You know, that sort of thing. I don't, I was just curious what your thoughts were on that whole situation. Yeah. I mean, like the thing is like, I don't, I mean, the answer is I don't know, but I also like, don't know, like, why should he care? You know, like, I mean, it's, they're obviously all, well, I guess, I guess he wasn't dead. Um, at that point, but there is a Republic commando that's there. Technically, I guess. You yeah, know? yeah. She's she's there. So like, I just don't like. It's kind of like the way that Luke and the Jedi have always worked. It's like, um, you think about before the Empire took over. Like the Jedi's, the Jedi just go to they just solve problems. They're like the special forces that go in and solve a singular problem and whatever else happens gets dealt with by someone else. Like sure. The, yeah. Until the war, whenever they turned into essentially like generals, you know, right. Which we, which like, you know, they, they make, uh, points throughout like clone wars and in the movies, like this is just not the role that the Jedi is supposed to play. Right. And so like, 
and and he wasn't even around back then. So like, there's no way for right. him to even really like know what to do. He's not a general in the in in the rebellion. You know, right. he's just a pilot slash Jedi. Like, he's not even like on Han's level in terms of like or or Lando. You know, in terms of commanding. Uh, multi- yeah. like lots of forces. That's a good point. Like involvement where he, he even like, even through the, the main trilogy, he's like off with Yoda training, you know, the whole time. And like, whenever he shows back up, it's not like they immediately like go, Hey, you're in charge of this platoon. They, they, they go, how can we help you infiltrate whatever you need to infiltrate? You know? Right. Yeah. So like, I'm, you know, I'm just like, not, I, I mean, I don't know, but like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me that he would come in and then be like, all right, this is what we're doing. You know, we're sure. going to take this by back to blah, 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 blah. He's like, he's like, sure. he's there because baby, because Grogu reaches out, reached out to him. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's the, and once he gets Grogu, then he leaves, you know? Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, the he, other he, thing- he rescued him. He stopped all the droids. Sure. Yeah, he didn't yeah, I mean, save he the totally- day. And he knew that he was in jeopardy, you know, because like, right. you know, uh, Grogu, you know, and call, he probably could sense like all of these big disturbances um, with Grogu being hurt and that sort of thing. Um, right. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I totally get it. Uh, so then the other side of that is, is like, do we see Grogu next season at all? That's a good question. Um, I think no. Oh, really? Ooh. I mean, why would we, I guess? So I have two reasons. I think yes. Because the show's not called Baby Yoda. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I could see it both ways, but I do think that this isn't the last we've seen of Grogu because of two things. There's the first one being that so many people watch the show specifically for Grogu. And it's like removing that. Like, it's like, Oh, I don't know where, you know, what do I, is, is it compelling enough for, you know, some people to watch the show based on just the, uh, the Mandalorian kind of, uh, planet situation that's going on with Bo-Katan. Um, or, I also, the second reason I feel like this isn't the last we've seen him is because like the merchandising, like there's so much, you know, potential for the merchandising of, uh, of baby Yoda that like, it can't be the last that we've seen of, uh, of old, old, uh, Grogu. That's true. Like you would think that they would keep him around just because of that. Um, and, and I, I'm not saying I don't want, like, it's just like he either has to escape or, you know, like leave, leave Luke and, or yeah. that that storyline with Luke has to become some kind of mm. uh, recurring element, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, mean, I honestly think that you know, baby, that Grogu's storyline is done for now. I think he mm-hmm. he'll probably pop back up at some point, um, yeah. but like I don't think that the next season of them. Like I think honestly, where they're going with it is well, now Bo Katan has an issue with. Um, uh, Mando that mm-hmm. I mean she has to get that sword and yep. either someone else has to I mean it's, it's an issue it's a problem <laughs> huge problem it's a big problem yeah um, and they're also still trying to like they they teased I mean they're, they're trying to find um, uh, Thrawn and so right. like is he still around we don't know and, yeah, uh, and and you wonder how much of that because like you know there's going to be the Ahsoka series, so you figure like that will be you know the Ahsoka series, and you know you now at the end of this one the big, the big like uh, weird reveal at the end was that we're going to have like a Boba Fett series, um, the book of Boba Fett, and like yeah, that would be something I mean, completely different. Honestly, and like I like for a hot second thought that maybe that was going to be like okay, season three of the Mandalorian is going to be Boba Fett. 
Mm. You know, and it was going to be like, okay, it's transitioning over to him for a while. Now we know that's not true. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I initially had thought, like, maybe this was the book of Grogu, you know? And <laughs> yeah. then, like, we go into the book of Boba Fett next, you know? Yeah, but that's, we've, yeah like I mean, you said, it's not... We've, like, legitimately wrapped up the storyline is the thing. Like, that's my yeah. only main point. Yeah, and I guess I guess you're right. Like, we definitely have. And, uh, you know, I'm excited because, like, all the Mandalorian stuff that I, you know, from Clone Wars and from um, from Rebels and stuff, you know, so I'm excited for what happens next with Bo-Katan. But, like, it's just, it's just kind of one of those things where I'm like, man, you know, what happens, what happens next with with this story that people have been following and obviously things I'm happy that, that it's come to a, a good end, like an end where like I feel satisfied with, uh, with that arc. And, you know, maybe like, like you said, maybe he shows back up after, you know, at the end of the next season, or maybe he shows up whenever there's like a big climactic, everybody team up to kind of a moment or something like that later, you know, two, three seasons down the line. Um, but yeah, I, I still do think that this isn't the last we've seen of, uh, of baby, baby Yoda. Totally. Um, Chris, so what else happened this episode? We had, we had the whole fight with, uh, with the dark saber and the big blade of, uh, of Beskar. Uh, I mean, I mean, that was mainly, I mean, we had, we saw the, the, I forgot what they were called, the dark troopers. Yeah. The dark um, troopers. I mean, this was a pretty straightforward episode and honestly, I, yeah. I liked, I liked that. Were you talking about the whole season or just this episode? No, just this episode where I was like, I was just trying to figure out where it picked up and it just picks up like right whenever they're diving right into the mission. Um, and, uh, and I appreciated the, the fact that it didn't waste time. Um, and I guess that's the thing with this whole show is like, I, I could stand for them to waste a little bit more time sometimes where I'm like, wow, man, why don't we just linger <laughs> a few, a few more minutes? Totally. I mean, I, I totally get that. Like, uh, a lot of times I wish that, like, I, it, it, almost every episode, I'm like, I wish this was was longer. Yeah, like um, four minutes. But then, you know, like, sometimes I, you know, Cody and I did talk about, sorry, we talked about, we did talk about that Ahsoka episode. Yeah. And I felt like that was a good length. You know, yeah. like, they fit a lot into that episode, and it felt like it, I... It had a good arc and showed a lot. I mean, yeah, I want a lot more of Ahsoka, but like I was trusting at that point that she would either like come back later on in the series or we were going to get an Ahsoka series. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know. Like it's, it's kind of like, I don't, you don't know what you really want. Like I think about like a good song, like let's just take Justin Bieber's latest song (laughs) (laughs) titled anyone. I listen. I listen to that song, and I'm like, "Man, that was so good." I have to listen to it. I wish it was going on for another minute and a half. I have to listen to it again, and then I get yeah. done with it that time. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to listen to it again, and like yeah. that's what I feel like about the Mandalorian. I get done with it, and I'm like, "Oh man, that's why I watched this episode twice, dude." Like sure. literally within yeah. 24 hours of it. Like, yeah. and I watch a lot of those episodes twice. And that makes sense. You know, you always want to leave people wanting more, and I do. I do appreciate that. And uh, it, it, you know, it doesn't get into uh, get into the overlong like, oh man, is this ever going to end type situation, or or you don't get into the situation of like, man, nothing happened this episode because like <laughs> literally always something happens. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the thing about this episode in particular was like it had everything that I was looking for. It had a showdown with the uh, Moff Gideon. It had, uh, you know, a Moff Gideon speech because obviously a, uh, you know, Giancarlo Esposito, you know, doing a monologue is like, that's like, you know, you got to do it. If you cast him, you want him to monologue. Um and then, uh, and then, so you know, you have you know all those elements within there. The team up, the big team up, the big fight, dude. Like the 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 troopers on jetpacks and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, it was just such a cool episode. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the episode, man. I loved it. It was great. It was a good ending. Agreed. Uh, do you want to rate this episode or season or like how would you uh, how would you like to end this kind of discussion? We of haven't it? broken down the whole season. I mean, my favorite episode of the season was actually the one right before this, um, mm. which was actually like the you know the the same was true last season. I feel like no, the third episode was my favorite last season. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the you know, but I would rate this thing. This just a singular episode as like a 10, you know, it's like, I don't know how much more I, I was very satisfied. Like, I don't know Agreed. how much more you can, you can do to make this thing like better than it was, you know? Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I this is a 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. If I, I'm going to make yeah. it 11 out of 10, John, I dig it, dude. I dig, I dig the 11 out of 10. I, I, you know, you've only given out two of those. I want to say, you know, mm. in the entire history of the podcast, I don't remember this what one? the other one was. Yeah. Counting okay. this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember what the other one it's was. Probably Batman versus Superman or something stupid like that. It, it might've been something very like where you'd look back and be like, Ooh, but this one, I don't think you're going to look back on and go, Ooh, you know, I no. think that's, this one's, no. this one's pretty solid. Um, totally. one other thing before we move on from Mandalorian that I wanted to mention about the Ahsoka episode. Cause, uh, you know, Soko, one of my favorite characters, amazing to see her in live action. The one thing about it that I will say that I like, I was slightly bummed about with it. It was that Ashley Eckstein not involved at all. And I did feel like there were some lines that like, if she had been involved on some sort of like a, Hey, been on set, been, you know, coaching similar to how like Harrison Ford was there whenever they were doing uh, solo uh, to like, you know, talk to um, the actor to take over the Han Solo role and like figure out, you know, Hey, you know how, you know, what's this, what's the situation like um, if she had been involved, it would have been like some of those lines could have been a little bit closer to what I would have envisioned as Ahsoka saying them. And so, that's the only thing that I would say is like moving into the Ahsoka series. My hope is that they somewhat, you know, have Ashley Eckstein come in and like maybe help out or like to give some sort of a, some sort of level of input for a character that she is uh, portrayed for, you know, a decade and a half or something. So um, that's the one thing about that episode where I was just like, Ooh, that doesn't quite feel right. And I feel like you could have rectified that by having someone talk through how, who would she say that on the the, you know, the, the clone Wars series um, mannerisms were all like spot on um, and that sort of thing. So, but yeah, yeah I, mean, I, uh, I, I do, I do. I mean, I agree with that. Like that. Um, and it's, it's rough. It's cause it's like, you're going from a an animated character to um, an older Ahsoka, like live action Ahsoka. Mannerism is great, and and like a lot of it was the speech. We kind of talked about that, where like a lot of things kind of felt like too slow. Yeah, like she was just kind of like too chill. But I'm mm-hmm. also like, we've also seen her. This is the oldest we've seen her, and so sure. like that, you know, as she's getting older and wiser and more possibly more Jedi like. You know, you, one of the things you would not say about Yoda or Obi Wan Kenobi is that they were quick on their feet. Right, right. You know, and that's you know, and I, I, I get that, and I think it's like it's just one of those things where like because like if it had been that way, and like they also like oh you know Ashley was like yeah we was able to go to the set and like talk to you know talk to the actors and like talk through it, or if there was even like the photo because like there's in Star Wars like whenever they've passed the torch or whatever they've had like in the past a lot of precedent of like having Han Solo show up and talk to I can't well, and do we know that that didn't name. happen you know like yeah could, we do it, okay. <laughs> Like for sure. Because whenever whenever they announced, like after it had already been filmed or whatever, and they had announced that like or the rumor hit that somebody else was playing Ahsoka, Ashley Eckstein was like, I'm just now hearing about this just like everybody else. I have no idea what's going on. Hmm. Um and so like, you know, and, and from from 
from then on, like, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, anyway, it's just kind of one of those things where I, I would have liked for there to have been some sort of a, a legacy passing of the torch from a role one person playing to the next. And maybe they do that in the series. Like, it's not like just because I know it wasn't done this time doesn't mean it can't be done in the future. Right. You know, that sort of thing. So it's just kind of one of those. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that, that, that they have some sort of a, you know, consulting role or something like that on there, you know, for uh, for the person who's played that character for 15 years. So, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. That's a weird one, you know? But I love it. I, I'm still super pumped about the, uh, the Ahsoka series, you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. All right. Well, um, next week, maybe we'll do uh, our customary, like, we're looking forward at the rest of the year. I don't, the problem is, like, I guess we can look at some games. Like, I don't know what's coming yeah. out the rest of the year. Uh, I mean, not, it's all the know. games that were supposed to come out last year. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. Um, so maybe we'll do some of that um, in the uh, in the meantime. Um, you know, uh, I guess we'll be waiting for the next. Uh, what is it? Wandavision? Is that is that the next thing that's happening on Dude, Disney Plus? That does happen this month, doesn't it? I think that so. actually may. Does that happen like on the fifteenth? So that might yeah, actually it's like the be middle like, of this month. The, might be like two weeks from now. We might be talking about Wandavision. That'd be great. I'm all for that. I'm excited about that show. Uh, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at chrisright250 and johnright777 and at stayontargetpod please go to your podcast service of choice review us tell your friends about us we really appreciate it that's it for this week we'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target, Target.